What's up, fintech fans and taco lovers? This is one of your two co-hosts, Johnny Sanquist. Also got Tori Hoppy, and today's guest is amazing. We are so pleased to welcome Nina O'Neill uh, to Taco Tech today. Nina is an investment advisor and partner at Archer Investment Management. She's the founder of Female Advisor Network. Uh, the accolades never stop with her. She's an Investment News 40 Under 40 winner. Uh, Nina, you just uh, were announced as one of the women to watch for 2020 from, from Investment News. And we are so stoked to have you here. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you and Tori today. Yes. Yeah, so we always love to start off with, you know, praising our guests on the podcast. So I appreciate you coming on. I know we go back, we met um, my Riskalyzed days. Um, I appreciate Aaron Klein and that team bringing us together. You are a huge um, advocate for them. So kind of tell yeah, us about I, that. I owe, and, a lot of, yeah. I owe a lot of great relationship introductions <laughs> to, uh, to Riskalyze. Uh, Johnny, I think that's where we met too. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. yeah. The summit brought us together as well. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> that making great things happen. But I, what I really love about, you know, the Riskalyze platform is, again, it's kind of brought us all together, but it also kind of, this is where Female Advisor Network got, you know, got started and they were one of the founding um, partners in that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you kind of tell us how the program started and um, what is it all about? Yeah, Riskalyze was uh, supportive and involved from from day one. Um, Aaron's always just been a big advocate for my ideas and things I want to do and, and a huge supporter. And I, I met him years ago through a project that we worked on um, with Investment News. Riskalyze was fairly new. This was 2015. And um it was something that we decided to to implement pretty much immediately and really took off with it um, and have big, been big fans of the actual program and um, made made friends at the organization through different things that we participated in with Risk Alive as far as events. I've been to many industry events and we were talking about FI Summit. Um, I've been to some of the investment news events, lots of different things industry-wise that I've been involved with since my early days. And um, it was noticeably one of the only women in most of the, or many of the situations um, kind of saw a lot of how women were treated across the board, uh, a lot of dismissal, um, maybe not being included in certain events or invited to things. I've just seen a different, I have a male business partner, Yana Met Archer. I noticed that I had a very different experience than he did with how the industry treated me. And also when we were trying to build our business with me needing to establish credibility a lot harder faster with potential new clients than he did, even though we were in the same room. Um, we are close in age, so it wasn't age. Really, the, it wasn't experience. We had the same same or similar levels of experience and knowledge. Um, I think we both carried ourselves well. Really, the only thing I could ever figure out was that I was a girl. And it felt like I didn't have a community of people that understood that. And so I did get more involved. Um, some organizations have specifically women's events um, or diversity initiatives in, gen in general. And I've been involved in those and I thought they were great, but I couldn't find the group that was for advisors by advisors. It was other organizations creating 
events or programs. And it was kind of us hearing what we already knew, you know, panels of women talking about their experience and how hard it was. And I, we still see a lot of that in the industry. I've tried to sort of help shape some different ways that we talk about uh, the, the lack of diversity. And I think one of the biggest things is don't tell the people that are the minority that there that there is a minority mm-hmm. situation. We already know it. We need to tell the people <laughs> that are, are unaware or are making the decisions to, for hiring and recruiting and grooming and training people. So I began to develop my own relationships and those developed really through meeting in person and then continuing on social media, but they were always, or like maybe a phone call here and there, but I just still didn't. And I would make introductions to other women, but um, I don't know. One day I was like, you know what we need? And it was because I was really tired and I'm a working mom of two little boys, ages six and nine. Um, being mom of the year right now, I just told me to do whatever he wanted to in the iPad uh, so yes. <laughs> after a long virtual learning day. Um, you know, I just really felt exhausted kind of unseen, unappreciated. It was one of those days where I was like feeling really sorry for myself. And I was like, I just need to go on like a spa retreat with women that get it, that are, that, that I can just talk to. I don't want to be talked at anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. And then the next day I was like, well, I can just plan. One. <laughs> so I started planning the retreat and we had um, a really incredible group of women from all backgrounds and ages and types of businesses Um, But there was a lot of unity in our experience from our career there. And um, but as I created that, I thought, you know, three days in yoga pants isn't really going to solve the the industry problem for the lack of community that I've experienced. And I know for sure other women have experienced. I was hearing the same stories, the same concerns, the same feelings and uh, just a lot of similarities that couldn't be you know, total flukes that it was only the people I had spoken to. Um, so I felt like I, I really wasn't way off to think that I was the only one feeling like there was a lack of support um, in certain ways as, as far as this true community. So I just said, you know, heck, I'll, I'll do it myself. And I laugh now. I sat down and I wrote a business plan. And at the time, we, had, we were in process of doubling our assets under management. I had two little kids at home. This was two years ago when I started it, um, late 18, and then a formal um, business formation, January 19. But I look back now, I'm like, I was insane. <laughs> like, I had so much on my plate. You know, what may, uh, but it, it, it was really just, it was a passion project. And it's been an enormous, um, enormous time commitment that I really underestimated. Um, but it's also given me back so much from that time commitment. I've, I've just met some incredible people, been able to be on podcasts like this and, and share kind of my story and help give other women the knowledge that it's even out there because it's really a grassroots movement. It's, it was just started by me in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, and I called to kind of loop it back to risk as I called Aaron Klein and said, here's my idea. Um, but I, I really, if, if you're interested and you like it, um, one, I have a partner marketplace and I'd love for Riskless to be involved with that. And I'd love to be involved with the um, FI Summit if and when we can based on programs with the um, within the the membership network has a, a program where we try to get together in person at conferences to give any woman there 
a space where they can feel comfortable and meet other women. And so we've done that at FI Summit and other places. And um, so he, I mean, he immediately was, every person I called, but um, Aaron was the first one, was just so excited, encouraging, absolutely were involved. Um, they've promoted it. And so that's really how the word has gotten out, uh, that in social media. We did develop over 100 members and are growing. So I don't know the exact number right now, but I know the last time I looked, it was around 120, 125. Um, and so I don't run the day-to-day operations. I did have to hire someone to do that because I'm full-time financial advisor <laughs> and uh, and mom. So it's been really one of the, uh, I'm known to be kind of impulsive and then my business partner is more, I think, analytical and like, let's take a step back. And this was one of those things that I, I did look probably a lot before I, I leaped, but I don't regret it. And I think that the stories I've heard and the impact that I know it has had, <clears throat> even just from knowing that there are other women out there that are similar in what they've had as far as their experiences and what they want to do for other people. Um, I think that's been inspiring for folks. And I especially, I would imagine, you know, in this year, in 2020, like you said, all the in-person events have been canceled to have a dedicated community like the Female Advisory Network uh, for those 125 members to be able to have that place to go for connection to other you know, women professionals uh, who are all going through the same thing. I imagine that that has been a really, really great resource for the members and, and for you and everybody involved. Um, what are, you know, in, in lieu of those in-person get togethers, how, how have you seen, you know, female advisory network bringing those elements of community and, and connectivity to, uh, to the professionals who are part of your network? Yeah, it's been hard um, because I really yeah. pictured this as m- more in person than a digital. That was kind of the point of it is that we were connecting personally and it wasn't just a, a an organization where you, you joined, you check the box, you're a member of a professional organization and you put it on your resume or mm-hmm. something. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I, I have those organizations that I like to be involved in, but this was connection in a little bit of a different way. Per- professionally, sure, but really the the mission was that the community is about support education mentorship and collaboration mm-hmm. and by female advisors for female advisors we don't let anyone else into the to the network except for students and mm-hmm. any female student can join um so part of what we we did pivot a little bit to we created a called it our it's like our own private social network and that is called the mighty network and so they can join in that and and chat in there and ask questions that similar to a chat room, it's got, it, it kind of looks and feels a little bit like a private social network, but we have a mentorship and accountability program that I, it's a, it's a 12 month guided program that you can be a mentor mentee. And I've heard feedback from other organizations where the mentor mentee programs haven't been as successful as they had hoped. And I think one of the reasons why is that there's a lot more, uh, there's not a lot of mentees, unfortunately. And I think there's a huge, disconnect in generation and experience on business building within the mentors and the mentees. I wanted there Mm -hmm. to be two options. And so each of them look a little similar, but I think those have been really helpful for women during this pandemic, having that, you know, dedicated time to talk to someone else about how you're handling things, 
what you're going through. Is it working? Is it not? And the workbook prompts questions and things. They get the the workbook and there's information in there on how we're actually going to execute this. And I wrote and copywrote those. Um, so they get that from us in the mail when they start that. So I've had great feedback on those. More than anything, I think, like everybody, it, it's we're being pushed so digital and pushed so virtual. I haven't wanted to go too far with that with the network i think we got really overwhelmed as a society with the digital and so i'm just kind of trying to be patient and you know honestly this year i've i've been yeah. to a lifeline like like most working parents you know just trying to navigate i really haven't wanted to throw digital too far down everybody's throat because i want them to know it's an in-person organization but like I said, we're still growing. We've still got programs going. We've, you know, we'll bring back the retreat. We'll bring back the conference connections. I've been very grateful for all the virtual opportunities I've had on panels. Um, eMoney put us, uh, put me on a panel and let, and asked us to, it was called Fueled by Female Advisor Network. And it was talking about diversity in the industry. And one of my asks was don't put only women on the women's yeah. panel. Um, you know, the, the male voices and minds need to be a part of this and help with the problem and so we had a they said absolutely and they had a uh, or I said just yeah. consider this and I think I think we're yeah, not and I think right that's now. super I think but that's super did, important yeah. to for people to understand that like the women's voice is really important because we are the minority in this industry but we also have amazing men in this industry that are more than willing to have that voice for us too and I think that was in this year, I think that's been lost. Um, we've been sitting here, you know, saying that we need to be the voice for the voiceless, but we're drowning out the voice that has been helping us. And so I just, I don't want it to, like, yeah. I think it's a double-edged sword, like all things in life and especially something with this much um, light on it so far. Um, but I think, you know, again, we need to make sure that we're not fizzling out the voice that is there willing to help the women in our in our industry? But also we need to make sure that the women in the industry do have a voice. Yeah, and there's a big difference between empowering women yes. and bashing men. And I'm not a male basher. Mm -hmm. I have two little boys. I uh, like you a lot, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. It's and, mutual. I like you too. Thank <laughs> you. Great. And, and I've, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for, if it had not been for so many of, the um, men in this business that have supported and encouraged me. I have a male yeah. business partner. Um, you know, we're yeah. just talking about Aaron Klein. The, there's, I, I've got a list I could rattle off. We don't have time for it. They've been amazing. And I wouldn't have the same opportunities that I, that mm -hmm. I currently have without those people willing to help um, early in my career. Some of the men willing to go out of their way to train me. Yep. The women didn't. I, I will assure you of that. I had very few female colleagues early in my years at a broker dealer. It was a lot more of a competitive feel than a collaborative feel. And I think that especially young in your career, you feel that a lot. And so I'm very mindful if a young mentor, mentee wants a mentor that I try to place her with one that's a little, I would say, young in their career, quote unquote, and not so far along that they don't remember the early days or they just say, oh, well, I mm -hmm. cold called all the time. And didn't have to build their business in a more digital world. And so um, I think that's a big, you know, important thing to remember. There's a lot of generational differences in our industry as well. But as far as like the men 
So on the on the Female Advisor Network website, there's a part that says fan mail and it's resources like podcasts and articles um, and videos for men that are interested in learning more about how to develop women. You know, what are women experiencing in the workplace? You can't blame someone right. for what they don't know, you know, and and um, I was on a podcast with a friend and he was like, gosh, I wasn't even thinking about some of the language that I use and how we're hearing things sometimes that make us unintentionally even mm-hmm. feel unincluded um, images. And so I know a lot of m- minorities talk about that. And um, but I, I feel like it's it's a game of numbers. If the men aren't involved, right. the women can't grow because there there are too many of them that are the decision makers, the hirers, you know, the supporters that there are. Like you said, they're engaged in trying to make a difference and they should be, you know, applauded for that. And then they and, and encouraged and, you know, hopefully more to come. Um, and I had I looked forward to the future because I think awareness was the first step. Then it was talking about it. And that's like with the Female Advisor Network. And I finally was like, well, action. I mean, talking and talking and talking. What does that do? My two cents on the role of guys in that conversation is to not just be supporters, but be promoters too, right? Right. Like it's good to be out there and, and be a supporter. But if all you're doing is is continuing to prioritize your own voice and continue to be that loudest voice in the room, you're not pushing the conversation right? In the, as far as it should go. So be a promoter instead, you know, like if you're invited on a panel, uh, you know, use that weight to make sure that there's a woman included on that panel. Or if you've got a blog that's popular, you know, with financial advisors, instead of posting your own blog about something like invite, invite a female advisor to, to guest post, prioritize her voice. And so be that promoter instead of stopping at the, the support side of things, which they're both important. But I think that next step is, is where we as, as men have got to be taking things in this conversation. Absolutely. So, and e- even things like, um, I, I do this. So with, also within the network, it's on the members only site, but we keep an arsenal of speakers. And so we've got a relationship even with um, recently the Wall Street Journal uh, called me and wanted a quote. And I've started with, with reporters. I say, look, you need anybody in the future and you want to try to get more women in your publications? reach out to our group. We've got a, we've got a, we've got a spreadsheet of women in their topics that, that we can share with you. And so I've had reporters start to do that now come to us and then we're able to provide opportunity in the media or um, for conferences for other women to get exposure for a couple of years. Now, if I'm on the phone with a reporter, because I've got some pretty good media relationships, I'll say, Hey, do you need another quote? Do you need more sources? And they love it because they don't have to dig around for more. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, so-and-so is a pretty good expert or, you know, knowledgeable about this. Can I, you know, can I give you their information? And it's usually I try to give other, my other kind of female advisor colleagues those opportunities. Um, and they're, you know, and then I just shoot them a text message and say, I just gave your, or an email, whatever contact I have. I'll say, I just gave your, your information to XYZ at whatever publication they're going to need a quick turnaround. You know, they're on a deadline, but look out for this call. And they're always very grateful. Um, but those are little things that, that we can do to start to, like you said, Johnny, you know, promote instead of just talking or saying that, you, you, you know, you're supportive of women, 
I mean, I've, I've not been invited to things that my business partner has, you know, those are things that even if you're in an office of, of women colleagues, making sure they're all invited, all the advisors are invited to whether it's a wholesaler event or industry, you know, whatever, but the fishing trips, the hunting trips, the golf trips, the, mm-hmm. it gets old. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I actually yeah. like doing all those things, but you know, so, and I'm not excluded from everything. It's just, let me be the one to say, no, thank you. I'm, I'm not right. able to attend instead mm-hmm. of assuming and yeah. then excluding. Well, speaking of, of support, we know you support tacos. <laughs> what a terrible transition. But <laughs> going from something very important to uh, talking about tacos, mm-hmm. important in their own way. Uh, but hey, let's let's chat about about some taco love. What do you got for us? What's what's the favorite in, in Nina's world? Oh my god, I love all like Mexican South American food is is my fave. Um so, but tacos in particular, I love. Um, so my kids are huge taco fans. I have my little one in particular, but um, I have a, a video that Facebook just did a your memories or whatever. And it's of him literally eating. He's like dipping everything he has yes. in cheese. He's probably two and a half years old, cheese dip. And he's just wiggling in his seat, like full out dancing. And that was like, yeah, oh, I feel the same way, bud. Um, he was so excited about his cheese dip, but um. Yeah, tacos. No, I I, I like um, corn tacos the best um, versus flour. And I like mm-hmm. the little kind of street tacos. Those are my favorite. And I like kind of creative combinations. But I also really can go with a, a old school, traditional ground beef, hard shell, you know, lettuce, tomato, cheese, sour cream, basic taco and be totally happy as well. I'm I'm a range of taco love. I, I agree. Food. Like I can't, I can't turn down a taco unless it's from Taco Bell. I will honestly say that. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm making every week. Isn't it? Taco Bell by arch nemesis. I just don't eat it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't eat that. And my kids beg for it. And uh, one of my friends, uh, Douglas mm-hmm. Bonaparte. I don't know if you guys, if you guys know him, right? Yeah. 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 So um, I tell them they'll have to go see Doug in order to. Well, Doug's gonna have between Doug, Doug, and um, <laughs> Kyle Van Pelt. They're gonna have a lot of children on their hands because we're gonna get in trouble for it's fine. Taco Bell now, but now they're just thousands of Taco Bell packets arrived to our house trying to change our minds. Taco, so Taco Bell to you is like a Keurig to Doug. That's yeah. Like, that's like the analogy here. Yeah, true. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He he was kind of happy. He was. <laughs> he it's he full out like now. provoked it. Yeah, too funny. <laughs> he went after them. That's great. He yeah. was poking the yeah. bear. Well, Nina, this was uh, just a really insightful conversation, and I, I love that you you were able to get so in depth about the uh, the ways that female advisor network is really bringing some much needed community to the industry so thank you for for coming on today thank you i like i said i really appreciate the opportunity to share the story and about the features of the network and i just hope to help more people